Hey there, Soul Patch listeners. We've got some pretty good news this week. Uh, it seems that the 69-hour work week has been rejected by the people. The people have spoken. Uh, we talk about that a little bit, and uh, we start the conversation with a little chat about who those faces on those dollar bills or Ochanwans, Manwan, Chanwan. And uh, it's a pretty interesting little little tidbit of knowledge there that Kevin shares with us. So if you're interested in talking about all things Korea, you've come to the right place. So without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast. What's on so your mind, I've got, a, I've got something to start, but then... Um, you guys can, you can jump after. Oh, we get recording. So I thought I had something kind of fun that I wanted to start with for this week because it, it came from motivation or inspiration from a student. I play a mini game at the beginning of the semester where I, I pretend I'm Korean and students have to ask me questions and I lie to be Korean and blah, blah, blah. And fortunately, the, the question that a student asked me, and I think you guys will know the answer to this one. This one was pretty easy, but it it reminded me of other things that I think would be fun trivia for us to know. The student asked me, who is on the Manwan, the 10,000 won bill? And you guys probably know that one. You could probably guess that one pretty quickly. King Sejong. Yeah, right. That, that, that's yeah, I did, actually, I didn't know. I, I just jumped on it. I, just, I, I didn't know exactly, but I was like, ten, I'm like the Manwan bill, that's like the most important bill. It's got to be King Sejong. Like, who else, who else would it be? Um, so I got that answer correct, and the student was like, wow, you're good job. And then I started realizing, I was like, thank God he didn't ask me about the other ones, because I have no idea who are on the other ones. So, yeah. quick trivia today, I'm going to tell you who's on the other bills, because I, I think this is just interesting, interesting information. For, like Let's do it. Yeah, for everyone listening who's not in Korea, there's four bills in Korea. There's the Chunwon, the 1,000 bill. It's about a dollar. It's a bit less with the current exchange rate, but... It's equivalent to like our dollar here. There's the five, the Ochon one, the 5,000 won bill, the Man one, the 10,000 won, and then the Oman on the 50,000 won bill. So it's all ones and fives in Korea. So 10,000, that's kind of the most important. That's King Sejong. And I would love to talk, I'd love to do a whole episode about him someday, but that's going to take some research. So don't wait for it, but it will happen one of these days. The other people are people that I didn't really know about. I, I think I've heard only one of their names before briefly in passing on the chunwon bill the 1000 um bill the 1000 won bill is a person called e huang and he is a i'm not going to go into really deep on these we're just going to keep it really light for for today but this is a very important neo-confucian philosopher from the mid early to mid 16th century 1500s and so there's one Neo-Confucian philosopher. Again, his name is Yi Huang. There will be a test. Um, and this guy was just really famous. He did. He was, according to Wikipedia, he is, quote, the most important Korean philosopher, writer, and Confucian scholar of the Joseon dynasty. So Yi Huang. Yeah, that's that's the bill. Ryan's holding it up for us. Exactly. The blue bill. Yeah, he makes that video. Yeah. Yep. Is, is he has Yi a kind Huang. face. What do you think? Very kind. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he you looks know? pretty chill. Kind of a, a vuncular. He does. He doesn't look uh, severe. He doesn't, you know, a lot of like, you know, leaders on money, they have a severe appearance. He looks kind of serene, like you'd want to have a cup of tea with him. 
I'd chill with him. I think Confucian scholar. Also, just really quick, behind him, I guess, is there's like a building, right? And that's actually one of the buildings from Songyungwan. Yeah. And Songyungwan is, there's actually still a university called Songyungwan University here. But you might also know that, that that's one of like the oldest schools here in Korea. That was like the Korean scholar school back during Joseon time was, was Songyungwan. Um, so that's just a, an extra bit. So Huang is a Confucian scholar. On the Ochonwan, the 5,000 bill, the, the orange-colored bill, is E E. Yes, that's correct. His name is E E. It's different hanja, so it has a different meaning, but his, his last name is Lee, and his, his, his name is Lee. Um, but different, different hanja, so E E. This guy is also another Korean Confucian scholar during more or less the same time, actually, during the 1500s. He was born a little bit later than than Yi Huang, but not a whole lot. Uh, so from more mid to late 1500s. And what's really interesting about this is basically he and Yi Huang, just really quick, again, I don't want to go into too deep. They were kind mm -hmm. of like, I mean, they were definitely working together and talking together at the time, but they were kind of on the opposite sides of Neo-Confucian thought. And I do not know anything enough about Neo-Confucian thought to talk about it. But but basically, one of them was focused on one part of it, and the other one was focused on the other part of it. That can be another topic for right. another time. So EE. -E. Then we've got the Manwan, the, the green one, of course, which is King Sejong. Um, and on the Omanwan bill, the newer bill, the yellow. This, this, one, yeah, no, this one's good. Yeah. Oh, this one's good for nice. listeners. Yeah, tune in. Like, this one's cool. Yeah, so this one, this person is, um, her name is, it's a she, first off. Shin Saim Dang, actually, is is her name. Um, although she's got a couple of other names as as well, but Shin Saim Dang. The first important thing about her, well, I don't know about important, but the first interesting thing, she was that Ochonwan Bill guy, that EE, -E, she's his mom, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, so we've got a little bit of a family connection here on on the money. And she was, again, so this is the same time, the 1500s in Korea, like early to mid 1500s in Korea. And she was also a Confucian scholar and artist and um, calligrapher and, you know, just really smart, smart lady back at the time. And they added her because it was very rare for women during Joseon to really have any kind of education. Um, but she had basically her, uh, the quick story about her is she didn't have any brothers. And so her family through other things, she was able to get the same type of education that a man normally would at, at the time. And yeah, and this so, isn't like a bill that's like, uh, you know, recent because of, you know, political correctness and stuff. The Oman one bill has been around for quite a while, right? 2009 that surprised me as well i thought that it like i remember well, when only, i first came to korea there were okay. that was older yeah i mean well i remember when we first came to korea there was no oman on bill and i just remember like if you had to carry even a hundred dollars really? you've got a stack of bills um really? and so yeah i definitely remember no, wait, wait. i remember when the oman one was in was released no sure. it can't be 2009 can't it can't be man because i remember it i mean that's wikipedia i'm staring at it right now yeah I remember in yeah, Korea, I remember when right. I first came here that there was no bigger be, bill than the 10,000 one. And I remember yeah. being like, what the hell yeah, is the 20? I son, I, yeah, I did like some um, like under the table work, like, you know, private lessons and stuff. And people would give, you know, envelope, the white envelopes of cash. Everybody loves them. Mm. And in my mind, they're filled with, oh, my, now, now as you're insisting, I'm like thinking, I'm like, 
Yeah, it's a wrong. They might have had man. those checks. Thick. They might have had checks, or just yeah, if it was cash, it would just been would have been yeah. thick. You but yeah, one, the... though. isn't there also from back in the day uh, Ichun? Oh, I mean, maybe way back if we go back to old money. Although actually, no, but I've, I've used it. I think I've used an Ichun. No, it, no, it might isn't. have been I'm rare. Because... Page. It's I, all I, ones I remember, and fives. I remember getting paid in two thousand one, and and basically have just been like laid on a. The, you would lay it on a briefcase and open up the briefcase and there were just stacks of money and you're kind of like, whoa. And then you just look through it and they're all $10 bills, uh, you know? There's one. This is this uh, says it's from 2012. I've, 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 I think I've had them here. They're, I mean, kind of like the U.S. We have, we have yeah, we have, um, you know, $2 bills that are pretty uncommon. The Wikipedia page doesn't actually have that on here anywhere. But yeah, anyway, so those those are the people just really quick on here. What's interesting for me is, oh, just. Oh, just shit. Wikipedia. That might have been, guys. <laughs> That's North Korean money? Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> it might might have been. Remember, Karate. My right, bad. We're, we're in the My South. Yeah. Is that, yeah, is that true? So, no, all right. it's all ones and fives here. Even the coins are all ones and fives, right? You know, one. 10, 5, 50, 100, so on. Um, but just quick review before we before we move on. Yi Huang, Confucian scholar on the Chonwan. Yi Yi, Confucian scholar on the Ochonwan. King Sejong, you know, the, the badass King Sejong on the 10,000. 10, and Xin Saimdang, um, Yi Yi's mom and also badass scholar on the Omanwan. And just one final thought before we move on. What's really, it's something I want to do more research on now all of the, I mean, not King Sejong, he was alive, you know, in the, the end of the 1300s, of course, or beginning of 1400s. But the other scholars, this was all the 1500s in Korea. That was the same time that Ho Jun, the really famous doctor, was alive here in Korea. That was also the same time that Yi Soon Shin was kicking. That was basically the end of the 1500s was during the Imjin War here in Korea. So this made me think, like, maybe the 1500s was a bit of a intellectual renaissance here in korea is something i want to look into now but you know if there's like the money three out of our four bills here in korea have people from the 1500s there was some some big intellectual stuff going on here at that time yeah well like isn't isn't that kind of the legacy of uh i mean again I, this is way above my pay grade but isn't that the legacy of sejong is that he was um an intellectual leader like oh well, uh, definitely what was, but I just find it interesting that, it, yeah. like, why is it the 1500s? You know, because, like, Sejong was alive in the early 1400s, right? Early um, 14? Okay. The early 1400s. Yeah, because Joseon became a country in, like, 1392, 1390s. I mean, don't, don't quote on, me on that. Honestly, that kind of paints a picture of uh, of maybe the effect of, of having a charismatic intellectual leader. Like, maybe mm. he came along first. And he kind of set the stage and it's and then it gave people places to, you know, to blossom. I mean, that's that's kind of that's cool. definitely true. Cool I mean, idea. Korea, I think the Joseon dynasty was really focused on Confucian philosophy and intellectualism. But again, for me, it's just interesting. Why the 1500s? Like, what about the 16? What about the 1700s? Why don't we hear about things happening there? And maybe it's just because I don't know. Maybe there were some badasses in the 16, 1700s. But, you know, the money, if we look at these, like there was just a lot of people in the 1500s. So there was some some cool stuff. I, I haven't something seen, I, I'm going to have to look into. I haven't seen a lot of these. But uh, interestingly enough, the $500 bill, Benjamin Franklin. $500 bill. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, what? Benjamin no, Franklin. All about the Benjamin. He's on the 100 Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Jack's been in Korea Come too on. long. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. There's a whole song about that. <laughs> the Benjamins 100. Yeah. 
I could say, Kevin, you've been in Korea too long too. He's Kevin said that the the Chunun trades like a little less than the dollar. Do you know how like how different it is right now? It's what like, like seventy five, seven hundred cents to. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's like three quarter. It's wow. really diverged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I know that I made it's right quite point. Low, but... The dollar spent the same kind of. Here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the yeah. reason I said that is, I mean, one, I just don't even follow it because I don't do anything in America these days with money. But um, yeah, <laughs> I even though, yes, like for Americans coming here again, mom, come to Korea. It's cheap for you. But yeah, um, come visit. mostly, I mean, again, for us, a Chonwon bill at a thousand one, it feels like a dollar feels in the States. Right. I think. That's, right. That's the way how you spend I call it. it that way. Right. The way you spend yeah, it. You know, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look, it feels like a dollar. So even I'm though just it's not. In your family, do you, when you talk to your wives, do you just say like, can I have a dollar? And they'd give you like a, a Chonwon, you know, like, no. You don't. You use the Korean money. You don't just say of like. Well, I use the Korean money. Kevin's, Kevin's wife speaks, speaks like Korean. Yeah. They speak yeah. Korean in the house. My wife. So you, me, do you I'd say a dollar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just be like, how much was that? Oh, it was a couple dollars. You know, a couple bucks. Mm. And I just it just counts. We for... code, we code switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, five. We, we, we can, I, can I have five bucks? Yeah. And she gives me Ochan Wan. Because, you know, I'm not going to say, can I have $4.37, you know, um, <laughs> but essentially buys the same thing, right? I mean, at this point, though, also just everything is in cards, so I rarely actually need cash. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> it's, true. It's very rare to actually even ask my wife for cash. The other yeah. day, she was like, do you have any money in your wallet? And I had to check. I was like, oh, I got each on on. I got two bucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I've got nothing. Like, I just don't even carry cash anymore. Yeah. Like, who does? Yeah, right. I yeah, have like cool. uh pretty much what do you what do you guys use? Like do you use use your use your like debit card or credit card for flashing yeah. on like um yeah. machines and always yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I keep a little card. bit of cash just in case the, uh there's an emergency or something and I'm just stuck. Same. Yeah, just I'll have case. a few bucks in there, but it just stays in there for a long, long time until I forget it. Really about it feels like it's really shifted. It's really shifted here in the past um Maybe just five years. I feel like I always had small change, like not coins, but like small change, like bills mm -hmm. um, on my money fold. Maybe because I was biking more before the mm -hmm. pandemic. And, yeah. you know, you're going to the countryside, people selling you like a bowl of noodles or something. You just give them cash. But yeah, like these days, I'll I'll put a Oman one, 50,000 on my money clip in my credit cards and it gets all wrinkled up. It stays there for months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these days as well, like even if you just go to the market or something and you want to buy, you know, some tomatoes or whatever, a lot of times my wife will be like, oh, shit, we don't have any cash. 95% of the time, maybe more that the, the seller in the market, even if they don't have a card machine, which may or may not happen, mm -hmm. they can do KJH, they can do the bank transfer, which is super easy here. They, oh, just, okay. they just have their... They just have their little sign up. It's like, here's my bank number. And so I just quickly on my phone, it's just like, doot, 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 doot. I show on my phone. It's like, are I just sent guys, you five bucks done. Are you guys involved with any um, neighborhood uh, payment systems? Like, uh, you know, payment. zero pay? Like oh, there's, uh, you can. Neighborhood? There's two different systems that we're using here in the neighborhood. And it's a pretty good discount. It's like 10% off. <clears throat> um, it's a thing the government, I think, is doing. I don't quite understand the purpose, but my impression would be that the government is encouraging 
people to shop local. So it's to stimulate the mm. market to keep it. Going. Sure. So when I don't have the app on my phone, so if I'm out shopping by myself, which is pretty rare, but it happens and I'm down in the market, um, when I go to check out, I'll uh, quick call my girlfriend and I'll say, hey, um, I'm about to check out and she sends me a screenshot with like a QRC thing and they scan it. So she's preloading an account with cash. Mm. And yeah, there's, there's a bunch of little funny details about this. Like you have to, um, it's kind of a lottery. Like when you have the ability to load it up, you have to be first. There's only so many people they want in the system. So she's always like, Hey, got to quick throw some money over there. And then we use that in the market and then we get, yeah, like sometimes I think most things are about 10% off. Huh. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's a great deal. Yeah. You might want to, you might want to look into it because yeah. uh, her sister was doing it also in a, you know, totally different neighborhood, very far from us. Um, so if anybody's listening and you're curious about trying to find these things, obviously I'm not the person to ask. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But these type of payment systems are available right here in Huamdong, which is next to Seoul Station. That's where we're doing it. But it's it's in our hood, just here, just the market. The thing but that the really... supers use it, the seven uses it, even the even the uh, GS twenty five, big brands, they still use the system. Yeah, so, I just use yeah, cards like... for most places, and like I said, if I don't have, if for some reason they don't have a card, then I use just bank transfer. But otherwise, I just use my check yeah. card for the thing that chaps my hide is you when you only have like a fifty dollar bill and you use cash, and then they just give you the like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have change for that, like. You don't have change for a fifty? I mean, I didn't. I yeah. didn't roll in from Las Vegas with like a, you know, five thousand dollar bill or whatever. You know, what I'm are you buying asking. with a fifty, Jack? Like a, a soda? <laughs> like, can I get forty nine and change? Well, I mean, what is that? Like, it's like ten ten dollars. You know, Manwan four Manwan. Is that unreasonable? It seems like you're a business, right? But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. If you're a proper yeah. shop, they they should have it. But a, what's what's the etiquette about it too? Like yesterday, I was uh, over in Gangnam and uh, I was on my way to an appointment, and I needed something to drink. I just wanted some water, so I go into the shop. I go looking for water, and they're doing a special. They had um, bottles of water, not like this, but like the really tiny one, and it was uh, three hundred won, which is like in yeah, USD, it's twenty cents. Yeah, it's like quarter. It's perfect. I just want something cheap. I grab it, I go to the counter, and as soon as I put it on the counter, I'm like, okay, in my pocket, I've got Chanan. I got paper money. I give her, you know, but then she's got to count out all the coins. That seems kind of rude. Okay, I'll just use my plastic, which I did, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, but wasn't that a thing before, like using your plastic for for 25 cents? That seems kind of rude, right? That like, you totally. What kind of store were you in? Inverted now, right? Like you, what What's was rude is now polite. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 kind of shop was this, Ryan? This was like a, a proper store, like not market. Like this was like like a, a convenience. Yeah, store maybe thing. that's what it is. Like if I go down to like the a market downstairs, somebody's on the corner selling apples. Maybe then they'd be kind of ticked off because they have to pay tax or something. Uh, well, this right. wasn't a super. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'd say I'd say in this one, I I totally understand what you're saying. And my wife used to give yeah, me hell about that too. Moment. I'd be like, go to the store, and I'd be like, I've got my card. She's like, you're just gonna buy like you know a couple drinks, like take cash. But now I go in, and they just like as soon as I scan whatever it is, they just sit, put push forward their little card reader. It's like here, scan your card. So yeah, even right, like yeah, a dollar thing, like super cheap things, card is mm -hmm. the way to go. 
in, in pretty much any store these days. Yeah. You know, in China, they just take skipped... all the... Oh, I was going to say in China, they just skipped over the credit card. Now that it's all QR codes. Mm -hmm. You just use your yeah, phone. I've seen that. Yeah. QR code. It's it For acts everything. like a credit card, but it's even more convenient. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the buses I've seen, they've started um, retiring the cash. Uh, That's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all that, going to. Uh, that was I know a little bit off topic. That was something that I was was interesting for me about cash here because cash in buses in america i remember riding buses way back in the day was always a pain in the ass like usually i would buy like bus tickets or whatever and that's how i would have like you know a strip of papers that i could use when i would get on the bus i mean this is you know dating myself but you know 20 25 years ago back before before cards were a thing on buses so um but if you had to get on a bus to use cash i remember in, in america you'd slide your bill in and if it wasn't flat enough like the machine wouldn't take it and it, yeah you know, like there'd be a line behind you everyone's like god just get on the damn bus you know and you'd get no change whatever i was amazed how in korea even when you used cash here it was still very seamless because the the cash system here was just a big plastic box a clear plastic box and you just slide your like cash into it yeah. it was just a big bucket you just slide your Everyone's cash counting. into it yeah. and well the the bus driver because sometimes you would get change you could get change on buses in the states you could never get change and you know you just slide your cash in and they would just look at how much you put in and then they pushed a button really quick and t -t 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 it would spit out the coins for it i remember that yeah yeah it's back um, but now it's pretty much, you know, cashless only. It's card only on the buses. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting on getting on buses long time ago, like back when things were more cash based, and I was using less mm. buses. I was taking a lot of cabs, I think, or taking the train. And I was getting on a bus, and I was like, "Oh, damn! I don't have a um, a bus pass in my pocket. I just happen to have a ton of coins." So I get on the bus and it's like rush hour, so it's busy and I'm starting to like count it out and I, I just got kind of frustrated and I was like, oh, and I just dumped it all in. I have no idea how much I put in. And I just, the guy was just like, yeah. <laughs> didn't give me a change or anything. It didn't yeah. care. Yeah, I just like, gave him a fistful. fistful <laughs> yeah, you're, you're good. Good enough. <laughs> One thing I was just thinking of actually for people listening who might be traveling to Korea soon, because Jack, you were talking in China, they use the QRs, QR yeah. codes, like it's all on your phone. These days actually, um, so again, we were talking, we use mostly our cards um, or Ryan, you've got that app. There's a lot of things on your phone as well. There's a lot of Samsung Pay yeah, things yeah. that you can use, actually. All right. But people people should know that Apple Pay in Korea does not work. Mm. If you're traveling to Korea, Samsung Pay, because Samsung is a Korean company, they let that happen. But Korea is still clamping down on foreign companies in some ways. And so Apple Pay is not a thing here. So if you're on an iOS device, yeah. um, don't don't expect your Apple Pay to work. If you're on an Android device and you have Samsung Pay set up, that probably will work for you if you're here. In, right, in right. And not, not to pivot too much, but this is kind of cool. We're talking about some advice for travelers here. Um, uh, I got a, a buddy that's coming to stay with me for a whole month uh, in April. And the, be fun. yeah, the first recommendation I had for him, it's the same thing I would say to listeners. I think we've said this before. If you're coming to Korea, get the Kakao app. It's oh, of course. really powerful. And Kakao app has Kakao Pay as well. It's mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like your Venmo thing. I mean, that's how I view it. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know what it would take for a traveler, though, to set up the Kakao Pay. I think it would be pretty easy. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't even actually really use Kakao Pay here, so I maybe I'll report back. I'll report back um, after my yeah, let us know what, what he finds. 
Yeah, people use uh, Samsung Pay in our in our coffee shop all the time. You just, you know, punch it in, hold it up. It just, it's, yep. it's just yeah. Like so Samsung Pay works, but again, yeah. just just because I know a lot of American travelers like would come in with their with their iPhones, and that will not work for for you here in Korea. So right. Just, just right, as an right, FYI, right. that yeah. that Pay will not will not work here in Korea. Yet, yet I've seen some yet. buzzing uh, recently, oh, yeah. like on Reddit or something. Yeah, like it's oh. like it's finally Apple's be able to push through. They're gonna let it happen. That's one thing, and, and I don't know enough about the actual laws exactly. But I've talked to um, Ryan, our mutual friend Stefan, about this a little because he knows everything. Dude's <laughs> dude's amazing, um, and he was telling me about how I, I think I've read or heard how in the reason Korea was kind of allowed to basically like lock it to samsung was because until relatively recently as we've kind of mentioned korea was a developing country now they're super developed of course i think there are like international laws when it comes to companies and foreign companies and things that are, that allow you to give preferential treatment to your own nation's companies up until a certain amount but once you become like a super rich country you're not supposed to do that anymore and so korea should be allowing apple in at this point, yeah. I'm not defending. I don't really care about Apple, but at this point, it's just like, dude, like Samsung is a huge company. Apple is a huge company. There's no reason to to lock one of them out. It's just kind of like, right. it seems like bad business practice, like for like bad faith, locking out the foreign company as opposed to the local. Well, you're, company, it's so. protecting a monopoly at that point. I mean, I mean, yeah, Apple right. is in Korea. I mean, look at your students. Like one half of them have an iPad on their desk. Yeah, Probably more, more than, of them more than that. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's protecting monopoly. I mean, we could talk about Che Ball and all that kind of stuff, but that's another episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah, that would definitely be that another episode because that's that's tough. Yeah. I did just see an yeah, interesting that's, that's YouTube video about that, but again, I don't want to go into it. That's I don't know enough. Yeah, yeah. Yet. What about a yet pivot? Uh, Kevin and I owe a, a kind of mea culpa a little bit from uh, last week. Um, the sixty-nine. Well, we didn't make any mistakes. It was just an update to the news. So I don't think this is mea culpa. I'm not. I'm not saying we did anything wrong. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying we. Uh, There's just an update lied. to the news. Yeah. Um, what kind of beautiful thing, right? The young people push back against that uh, sixty-nine hour work week, and uh, and the uh, government relented. So yeah, we mentioned that last week that that they were pushing through with a 69 hour work week, which is crazy. But yeah, the young people seem to push through. I didn't know how I just saw a quick article on it. But yeah, that that looks like it won't go through. Fortunately, yeah. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> people in Korea work enough anyway. Yeah, I asked a lot of my students the run up to this. I asked a lot of my students how they felt about it. Because the the topic uh, of the day was work that's like the yeah, first actually i was talking text. about it last week as well it came up randomly <laughs> so yeah i was really surprised at how many students actually said they favored it initially a lot of students were telling me they want to they're like well it doesn't mean i'm going to work that many hours it means i have the flexibility to and i want to be able to i want to be able to make more money when i'm younger when i have more energy a lot of comments like this mm. and then um the special uh class teaching yesterday um it's different demographic or different uh, uh, age and different different people, right? Because the class that I'm teaching yesterday is re like returning, not returning students. They're all employed. Right. Mm -hmm. They all work for big companies. Yeah, they're not, so they work they're not fresh out of high school. And insurance companies and, and technology companies. But they had the exact opposite opinion. It was across the board. The whole room was like, yeah, yeah no. Slap that stuff down. Not doing it. I mean, the, like you were saying about the flexibility, that was the... 
justification behind the huge hours. It wasn't, it was like, they weren't saying everyone's going to always work 69 hours. They were saying that the maximum will be 69 hours. And so you can work a ton now. And then if you want a break in the summer, or, you know, if you want to have kids next year, then you can take time off and you've already accrued X number of hours. And so you're basically, you know, you're banked yeah. in. I mean, sometimes you'll be working. I mean, of course, that's not how it would happen. 47 minutes, you know, so. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know a lot about this topic. So enlighten me, Kev, like for me, that kind of sounds good because you know how I work. I like to stack all my classes into two days and then have you yeah. know five days off. So the, the, for that sounds like the same thing. So why is this a bad thing? How would it be? Well, I what, think what the thing is that theoretically, I mean, that's again, the justification. It, it could work that way, but I don't believe it ever would work that way. Once the companies have you working 69 hours, if you suddenly are like, oh, we're going to take some time off now because we're having kids, they're not going to look favorably upon you and be like, oh, now this person's just working less. Cool. The boss is still going to be like, well, we need people working 69 hours to be here. And so, you know, the way that the work culture would end up treating that here in Korea is, yeah, is not like I could not say, basically you kick off a new status quo, like, hey, right, 69 yeah. is now the average. So if you go on a right. trip, I'm gonna hire somebody else to fill the 69 hours that you were doing. Right. And so pretty much everyone's working 69 hours all the time. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. theoretical, it's like, this is how you could use it. But once it gets to the realistic, you know, how it's actually applied, it probably wouldn't have worked that way. I yeah, I mean, what is it anyway? Like, why, why would you have on law, like in uh, that limit? Yeah, you'd want to have that limit be a requirement of the employer, but not the employee. Like, I want to hear from from the government, like, this is the maximum they can force you to work, but you can do whatever you want. Is that what the case is now? Like, I'm actually still a little bit confused about this, because yeah. when I talk to students, I often ask them, like, what's a normal work week in Korea? And they often say 40. But I know that 52 is the current number, but I don't understand what is like, I don't think 52 is your like in America, you know, like so 40 hours is full time, right? That's how we look at it. And anything over 42 or every, over 40 is overtime. This 52 number or what potentially was going to be 69 number. I'm honestly a bit confused and this is where yeah if anybody's out there is listening understands this better than i do please please let us know um I, I think it was still like after 40 hours you like it would still be overtime up to that 52 or 69 i think that was kind of like a maximum hours that you were able to yeah i think they send week. you home at 69 like you have reached your the threshold of what we're legally allowed but, to so, let but you then, work but then like, i'm still really curious what what's that <laughs> yeah What's what's the purpose of having a maximum amount of hours that someone is allowed to work? Mm -hmm. I, I know I'm missing I'm a big. That, that's I, where I, I'm really confused as well because I know that like in America, so again after forty you're in overtime, but there's no maximum legally that you can work. A buddy of mine back home, he works for the postal service, um, and that dude just works like postal workers in America are overworked like mad um and he's he's worked some like he's told me he's worked on like 80 90 hour work weeks or something like that he's actually gotten to whatever the legal maximum is i can't mm -hmm. remember what it was and they actually told him they're like dude you actually have to go home 
because you're you're at the like if you go any more than this and it was a crazy high number it was like you know eight, 90 hours a week or something but insane. in that case in that case he's working with the postal service that's a government job and then your employer is the government therefore your employer would want to have quality control things just the same for us like we're teachers our mm. uh university they're not going to let us work uh 80 hour work weeks there was actually when we first started i think there was a, a, a hard cap these these days i think it's it's a little more flexible but that hard cap existed because they don't want to sacrifice the quality of the education for the students because if a teacher's mm -hmm. teaching 80 hours a week they are not prepping correctly they are not uh delivering correctly so it'd be yeah. the same thing like if i'm running a restaurant i don't want my my employees all sick and tired and you know you, there's but a limit my understanding so is that there were a couple of deaths in recent years in recent months of people being so overworked to death yeah um one was in the uh delivery sector and yeah, uh they put it they did a whole pd notebook uh documentary about the son that passed away because he was working insane hours and uh could never catch up like no matter how he'd work at a one two in the morning starting again at seven o'clock in the morning you keep that up for a while you can do it but your body just gives out um that happened a few times and i think that the outrage of the public kind of uh forced the hand of some of these companies to re uh calibrate what they're allowed to ask of their workers so you know? is that 52 or almost 69 number is that a maximum then I believe the I believe the uh so if you hit 52 hours you have to go home is that a like that's what I don't understand and that's what I'm, I've been missing this detail about no but you get you get overtime after that but then once you hit a certain amount of overtime you're done like you need so to does that mean you don't get overtime until 52 I don't think that's right yeah why why would you get overtime before 52 well that's what I'm saying because that's that's what I don't know yeah, uh, like no, I, I, not respectfully. I think we need to do some research for it, bring more of this yeah, onto the podcast. Yeah, we should yeah, probably move like, on because I we're all just. That, I think you get we, overtime, and then at a certain point, you're that you can't work any more overtime. You, you. Well, that's what we need to know what these actual numbers are because yeah, I yeah. think I think overtime is not that fifty-two number. I think that kicks in before fifty-two. I think that fifty-two is something else. Oh, again, oh yeah, 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 yeah. my ass. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we kind of went down a down a rabbit hole talking about um, we started with uh, currency. Yeah. Talking about the way we use money. Then we started talking about uh, uh, labor laws in Korea. Um, Jack, this is what happens when we don't have a plan, but I kind of like it. <laughs> was, was there a plan today? What was the Jack? You were um, deep in thought at the beginning of the episode. What were you looking at? Um. Oh, what was I looking for? Um, oh God, that's a good question. I thought you were going to kick the ball. There was yeah, one was... more small thing that we did find that was just kind of cool news. And actually, I thought this would have been, this was a good transition from earlier. We were talking about money because, you know, going on the bus, it's all card. Going on the subway, it's all card. One really cool quality of life thing that they're changing here in Korea now is that you can leave the subway, you can beep out of the subway and beep back in within 10 minutes and it doesn't charge you again. It's a small that's thing, right, but it's right. kind of cool. Yeah. I, I agree. Chicago so if, was like, so if you need to, because I I know that like sometimes I've had to leave. Like I mean, if if you have to you know go to the bathroom really bad and you're in the subway and you have to beep out and beep back in again, or if you forgot something or whatever it is, then this is going to. Oh, you be, have to go. If if in some that's the thing, 
so I remember sometimes I've had to really go to the bathroom and I've checked my app. I've been like, which station is coming up? Because your app will tell you some stations have the bathroom inside the gates and some stations have huh. the, the bathrooms okay, okay. outside the gates. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And so I would yeah. just check. I'm like, which which one has the bathroom? Which is the closest station where the bathroom's inside the gates? Because I don't want to have to run outside and I don't want to have to pay more to do it. Um, but sometimes you, know, you can't wait. Other things too. Yeah, any anything oh, you're you're trying to like uh, making like a dongan deal. You know, that's what like I was just thinking as well. Yeah. Pop out of the subway, pop back in, or off the bus on the bus. I had a I did a dongan deal. Did I mention this in the podcast before? It was hilarious. I was selling this uh, uh, audio preamp thing, right? And so the guy wanted to do like a, a trade and he's like, meet me at the bus stop. And it's like in front of my house. And um, he didn't want to get off the bus because he doesn't want to have to like miss the bus and like, you know, double pay. So literally he like he, he sends me the, the money again, not cash, which would be difficult because I have to count it out. He sends it to me on Cacao Pay. Mm-hmm. I get the cash. The, the like, bus window, he, he opens a bus window and he just reaches out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like drive by wow. delivery. Just threw it inside the bus, and he starts laughing. I was like, "Peace." <laughs> that's that's amazing timing. He's like, "I'm on. The, I'll be there in two minutes. I'm one stop behind you." Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I've met I've met people in the subway station so that we didn't have to worry about getting out. Like I was going somewhere, they were going somewhere, so we met at a transfer station or something like that. But yeah, no, that's clever. Yeah, so th- I, that's a good thing. But exactly, you can leave for ten minutes now, so you can go out, hit that, hit the bathroom if you need to, do a quick, you know, sell something really fast. I mean, hell, maybe if if there's like a coffee shop in the subway station or whatever, you could run out, grab a drink, get back in if you're within that ten minutes. So small quality of life thing, but it's it's kind of nice. It's a huge. I've got a little uh, ad- thing though. Yeah, you think it's? I'm sorry, I've, go I've ahead, got man. a little advice. <laughs> I got a little advice that that's on this subject that I think is worth sharing with the audience. Um, so previously in this podcast, we've talked about um, the size of the city, the opportunities that can create for your uh, hobbies, mm-hmm. your daily life, your activities. Um, we did a little bit about uh, we did one the interview with me and Steph. And we play music, you know, and we're just like we're like bedroom hobbyists and got all sorts of like guitar pedals and stuff. And it's fun because there's such a big used market here. You can mm-hmm. buy something, try it. If you want to try snowboarding, you can buy a snowboard and go snowboarding. And then if you don't like it after two years, whatever, you can flip the board online and get most of your money back. Um, it's not like you're stuck, you know, in some, well, I mean, I just, what I'm trying to say is there's more liquidity because you have a dense population. Um, I've been going through, I've got just so much uh, stuff to sell these days. I kind of hit a point where I had you know, I kind of, I'm always buying and selling stuff, but I kind of, uh, collected more than I wanted. So I went through and did like a big sale. Okay. So I loaded everything onto Duncan carrot, which is like a, um, Craigslist type thing for Korea, kind of, yeah. but it's locked, but used, but it's locked to your neighborhood and you build a social credit score on it. So if you have make good deals, after you make a deal, the buyer and seller rate each other and it can help you make future deals or not. Um, I've used it quite a bit now. So my social credit score is fine. It's good. Um, well above average. So there's no, shouldn't be any issues there. I was struggling to get rid of a few things and I thought, you know what? I haven't used Craigslist in, in ages. So I looked it up. The app actually no longer worked for iOS, but the website worked. So I put it on Craigslist. Does it still look the same? Craigslist. Yes, it hasn't changed like in 30 years. Good to, good to know. But the Craigslist uh, in Korea has only one location, Seoul. 
And so if you're living in Busan, the other side of the country, you're going to, and you want to use Craigslist, you're going to list it as Seoul. Uh, and I thought, well, what the heck? I just, you know, maybe this will attract some more foreigners because I think more foreigners, you know, less foreigners, will Carrot or Dangun, you know, because it's a Korean app and a lot of it's in Hangul. So I listed, I just copy and pasted all my postings, whatever. The next day, boom, boom, boom. I was able to sell everything, but I did not sell it on Craigslist. I got all the hits on Dangun. So what I'm thinking is happening is that Craigslist is getting has a wider reach or at least a different reach because the people buying also are foreigners but then they go to carrot to to make the purchase because in carrot you have the social credit score you have the security so they would see so, it on craigslist and then maybe check it like, yeah, craigslist also... and like hey yeah is this legit i think that might be what's happening and it doesn't take a lot of work to double list it once you have everything designed um and the trust factor in korea for this type of stuff is also really nice like when i'm like i sold speaking of busan i sold a guitar pedal to uh this guy in, in busan and um he just sends me the cash i haven't sent him anything so mm. he makes a cash transfer and i'm like yeah tomorrow i'll pop off at 7-eleven they have a you know uh, uh bay the uh, delivery service you know um so it's all in trust. I mean, I could just walk away and not send him the pedal. Boom, I got 500 bucks. That is, but, though, uh, that's something with Dangan, the Carrot app, which is, that's why they have that social credit score, because the old app, what was it? Jungo uh, Nara used country. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to yeah. translate it? Jungo used Nara country, used country. Um, so that app didn't have any social networks. And you know that, I know, uh, Ryan, you used to use Jungo Nara a ton. And these days you don't at all, yeah. right? Like that app is just gone. Like nobody, nobody. And I haven't it thought anymore. of it in like like four years. Does it even exist? Right. I don't even know. Um, I have no idea. But I think one of the reasons for that, and I've read articles about this actually in like the student newspaper and things like that. Like a lot of people scamming from online used things was becoming a thing here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where Dangan got smart. And this new app opened. They're just like, okay, well. I mean, that's one of the things in, in Dungan that they specifically say, like when you're when you're new, they're like, don't meet up in person. Or I know when I first because I've only used the app a couple of times. If you have the words like, um, like you know, personal or meet up or, or if you have the words online or something like that, or if you put your phone number in it, it flags it really quick. It's like, yo, be careful. Like, we, we don't know this person. Like, don't we don't recommend sending sending money to I think you can't. I think you actually can't put phone numbers in listings because when uh I made like my listing and then I made it in, in Korean and my Korean skills kind of shite, even with translation, you know, I wanted to look nice, whatever. So I give it to my girlfriend say, hey, can you double check this? And she looked at it and she's like, here, and she gave it back to me. And she does a lot with buying and selling. So she makes it all cute. It's got little emojis and stuff, you know, but <laughs> she, she listed, um, my phone number, but, but she used did the spelling. It, she, she wrote it out in words, uh, yeah. in using numbers. Uh, or like a combination. Yeah, and so I said, like Why numeral numeral one and then O N E for the next one, right? Like one one. Yeah, like this. But instead of doing numeral. And one. carrots are synonymous with honesty, so that's another thing. Is that true? Is that is that an honest truth? Yeah. I thought carrots never surprised. Eyesight. It's <laughs> eyesight. So you can see clearly. You could you know if the people are trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you chose? I don't know, because they, they lead you on. I don't know. Maybe it's like a bad name. <laughs> carrot and yeah, stick. It's a carrot. It's not a stick. You know, like uh, Craigslist. 
Um, yeah, carrot. Okay. No, I, I use I use I use Dungan. I've used it uh, uh, several times, and I've never had a problem with it. Sometimes you can meet up with a person too, so you can kind of do the exchange. Yeah. Well, that's how you're supposed to do it is, oh, the, is by meeting yeah, up with a person. To do it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but then once your credit score gets higher, then they'll start trusting you. And then it's like, oh, you've been on here. You've sold like a ton of things. You know, you've got yeah. a 100% rating. Okay, I'll send you the money. I trust that you'll send it to me. Oh, uh, okay. The only problems I've had with it is where someone, oh, I'm trying to think. Like I had uh, somebody chatting me up, uh, went long. You know, like I took extra pictures. It was this like MIDI piano keyboard thing. Mm. So they wanted to see extra pictures. I took the time. I had all the box and everything. So I unpacked it all. I took all the pictures. <sighs> We're in Cacao now. And like I'm talking to him, talking to him. Yeah, totally. I'll be there Saturday night, 11 p.m. Like Saturday at 11 p.m. Yeah, uh, a- it's the only time I can. I'm like, all right, I want to make the deal. It's like, you know, whatever. And it's only like, it's like a hundred bucks. But I thought, you know, whatever. I don't have anywhere to be tonight. I'll stay home. No big deal. And then just ghosted me. And uh, if you haven't made a deal, you can't give any type of review. Because you were right? out of the app at this point. You were you were on yeah. you were on. Yeah, account. and we also yeah, I made the mistake of working outside of the app as well. But I think you have to close the deal before you actually make the statement. They so need a, they need a I've, had this, I've had something like this happen twice where yeah. someone led me on and wasted my time. And I don't mind if someone changes their mind, even if it's at the last minute. But at least an apology, right? I mean, it's just like it's basic etiquette. So I just made a blacklist. So for that particular item, um, I relisted it. I just wanted to get rid of it. I relisted it as ten bucks, and then I blacklisted the person in my in my notes. So naturally, they contact me back. I'm like, nope, you don't get it. I'm selling to somebody else. So (laughs) I I remember you, and no, not happening. A little vicious, but. Yeah. 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 The Duncan is a, is a great app, but yeah, stay within the app whenever possible because I mean they actually do have good protections for that's for the buyer and seller. Yep. And, and yeah. they want you to stay in the app, of course, because then they get people in their app. But it works. It's a smart. It works really well. It's a good idea. That's yeah. that's actually a, probably a good place to wrap up. We started talking about money, and here we are ending with how to sell things. And we started talking about money as well. Yeah, kind of economic episode again. We've done a couple of these. A, <laughs> a different one. kind of economic episode, but yes, m- money all the less. All right, quiz time. Do you guys remember who was on the money? E.E. Which one? Was on the, uh, who was the Ochon? Yes, nice. Right? E. Yeah. Yes, E.E. was on the Ochon. E. Huang was on the, 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 the Chongon. E. Huang and... is the, the female? Is that right? The, uh. No, Yihuang, both of those guys, Yi and Yihuang, both those were the, the the Confucian scholar. Well, I mean, they're all Confucian scholars, but yeah. those were both men. And then Shin Sa Im Tang was, uh, she had a, a, a three character name. She was the the, the mom of Yi, and she's on the Oman one, though. So. Nice. The prettiest one. In the back doesn't have like uh, cherry blossoms or something. It's bamboo, pretty... I think, but it's, yeah, it's got nice, like, yeah, maybe, so. it's a pretty looking bill. Yep. It's anyway, like a, a golden color. Our, our money. That's our trivia for today. So I'm glad I know that. So next time a student quizzes me and pretends they're like, "Who's on the Who's on the Oman one bill?" I'll, I'll know who it is. I'll, I'll have that that, yeah. that information down. So listeners out there, uh, you know the drill. There's going to be a quiz next week. So uh, <laughs> study up. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to our website, thesoulpatch.com. You can, uh, you know, it's a one-stop shop. You can uh, listen to the episodes, make a comment. Uh, you can send us an email at podcast at the gmail.com. If you would like to join the show, we've got a couple of uh, 
guests coming up uh, fairly soon, so that should be pretty be cool. Fun. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I guess with that, we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Have a good one. Later. Bye-bye. Right.